It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And we encourage you to come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening question in person or call us at 210-308-8867. 210 waiting for you to say it's a, a beautiful morning. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hmm. I, I thought it was, I'd, I needed to bring an umbrella today. I uh, thought so, too. It still says 40% chance of showers, <laughs> but it, I'll have to check the radar and see if there's anything clear, around us. It's supposed to clear by the end of the program. Is it really? Yeah, it's supposed oh. to clear out. Hang on. Let me look at this. It'll be pretty tomorrow. Seven-day forecast. Let's see. Uh, chance of showers with thunderstorms possibly afternoon. Mostly cloudy. High near 72. South wind becoming around 10 miles per hour. Oh, north by uh, becoming west northwest in the afternoon. Yeah. Chance of showers at four o'clock. Yeah, I'll look at the hour to hour too. This oh, is according okay. to weather.gov. Well, but that you know, it makes may still wet on us. Maybe so. It kind of wants to with the with the wind kicking the way it does. Yeah, it feels so. it's chilly. Yeah. You haven't got on your shorts today. No, and actually I started off with the shorts because when did I... Did you really? Yeah, when I let the dog out this morning and, you know, did everything, it was still. Yeah, no wind. And when it was still, it feels fine. But when it's uh, <laughs> even even in the 60s, because let's see, the temperature is uh, 69. So actually if it was still, it would feel just fine. Yeah. Well, I was did the same thing. I walked the dogs. And, yeah. And I'm heading out to go to the... The show and Judy said, "Take your jacket." And I says, "What do I need my jacket no. for?" <laughs> take your jacket. So uh, I felt like when my mother told me, you know, I just take yeah, it, throw it in a car, and then <laughs> now we, now I'm going to go get in the, get it out of the car. It's kind of chilly with the wind. Boy. Yeah, that wind. I don't know if the temps temps are going to supposed to stabilize or are they moving. All right. Well, let's give you the forecast. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to weather.gov, this evening mostly cloudy, high around 47, or low around 47. Tomorrow sunny, high near 66. Oh, gusty tomorrow, winds as high as 25 miles per hour. Clear tomorrow evening, uh, low around 36. Uh, uh, sunny and 64 on Monday, clear in the evening around 37. Spinach and onion. Is that it's weather. Spinach and onion weather? Uh, sunny on Tuesday, high near 60, so uh, temperature's dropping. But interestingly enough, the low is higher than it has been. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy with low around 44. New Year's Day, 50% chance of showers. <laughs> yeah. When's that? New Year's Day on Wednesday. Oh. That was 60% today. Wasn't no it? kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was out uh, walking the dog. And, of course, uh, my neighborhood, just like every other one, there were half the people were going to visit someplace else and others had yeah. visitors. And there was this older man out walking. And he, obviously from the north, he had a, a, on his parka, <laughs> and it, it's tied 
you know, put yeah. on it and everything. <laughs> and I said, good morning. And he says, oh, this is the way morning should be every morning, you know. And he says, well, uh. <laughs> I said, how can you tell in that the parka and everything? But, yeah, it's it all. Uh, was he walking the dog? No, he was just walking, enjoying the weather. Oh, okay. Because okay. so, a lot of places in the U.S. are oh, yeah. pretty Snow severe weather. Oh, yeah, rainy and <clears throat> even California. Yeah, who was it? Was it my son Stacy was saying that the, uh depends on which part of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska you're living in. You're either going to get three inches of rain or, or, I mean, an inch of rain or three inches of snow. So, oh, okay. So he was kind of hoping he'd miss the snow. <laughs> All right. So according to AccuWeather, at noon right now should be 71, so it's a little lower than it should be in cloudy. 1 p.m., 73 and cloudy. 2 p.m., 73 and thunderstorms. Uh-huh. Clearing up by 3. So we'll uh-huh. see. We'll be here. We're breaking news. <laughs> we will tell you if it's raining while we're here. Uh, okay. If we don't, uh, one of the lightning strikes doesn't get us. Yeah. Weird. You're so. <laughs> is the glass always half empty? And you're. <laughs> well, I was, I was trying trying to think. Was oh, that a- you, Milton, that I was with doing a radio show? This was years ago. Um, we were at we were at some outstation, and. Uh, it was dark and rainy, and I mean, it started really started lightning and th- and yeah. thunder. Oh, I think it was Philip, and yeah, and I, was, and I was trying to be brave, but I was sure glad when whoever was in charge decided decided it was uh, too tough on the equipment. We were taking too much of a chance; the equipment would get ruined. Maybe that was me. Yeah, I, I think, think it was. was me. I think I was. Yeah, where were we? I wasn't worried about us. <laughs> Just worried about the equipment. I don't remember where we were. But I think there was like one big large clap of thunder, and it was like, "All righty, let's uh, let's move something." Let me help you, Milton, really quick. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Oh, radio stories and electricity, and outdoor remotes. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven also says a uh, uh, a fifty one percent chance of rain tonight at eight o'clock. Jerry is doubtful. What place are you looking? AccuWeather. You want me to go to a... <laughs> no. I'll go to KSAT. Uh, uh, they're all lying, Milton. What? <laughs> okay, Calvin's going to look on his phone, too. They, uh, 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 as I was walking in, I said they still got some red, white, and blue blue bonnets. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they sold a lot. But uh, uh, it's not too late to plant. Red, white, and blue, blue bonnet. So, first time in history they've ever been all, all colors at once for sale. I got to get a big container. There I am. So I have a couple places. So remember where I planted the, um, what you doodles? The uh, poppies. Poppies, yeah. The squirrels get cat. Cat, no, cats. Cats use it as a litter box. Right. So I moved it. And there was some soil where the rose, that's where it was, where the rose, the Belinda's Dream had been. So I put uh, just a row to test in there. And today they are covered up because the cats peed in front of them and then pushed all the soil on top of them. You need to have a talk with that cat. And it's just one cat. It's just 
little little gray cat. Is it your cat or the neighbor's cat? It's a feral cat. He's every, he's everybody's cat. Oh. Yeah. Well, this this uh, forecast. Your, so I need to figure out. Says it's only 10% rain chance they don't really? expect any rain all day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's, well, who are you looking at? <laughs> oh, okay. So just weather on your weather app. I'm going to look at KSAT. We'll go local. That makes sense. And see what locally they're They don't know, Milton. They they know. They're just not telling us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I don't know if they know or not. Oh, uh, let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Hourly forecast in a minute. But anyway, 210-308-8867. Yeah, give us a we call. Need, we need some rain. Yeah. Yeah, let's, the, yeah, let's the, have the, a serious rain. The, the, yeah, the blue bonnets are, are germinated. Uh, the ones we planted, the different colors that we planted, uh, are germinated, but uh, they're hunkered down. In other words, they're go- going into the little rosette form. Well, they that uh, that they. I, I planted some out there in the open weedy area, and then I planted some in the nice rows. They sure they are are less hunkered down in the nice rows where they got drip irrigation. Oh than they yeah, are, yeah, they grow than they are with the, out there in the iris field. Yeah, you know? we used to grow them at Verstraden, and uh, our tree, our plants at other places would be in the little rosette form, and uh, I guess they had so much fertilizer or, or, and water. And yeah, we there. don't have to. Do, we don't they're, have to do this. They have huge grow. plants. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we got. Uh, I'll give you the forecast according to KSAT. It is less optimistic than the uh, oh. than the AccuWeather. But uh, Richard's on the line. He's got a couple good questions for us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on today? Not much. A couple of questions. Uh, number one, is there any harm in putting wood ash in a compost pile? Are you hearing him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no harm, no, there's no harm in doing it, especially down here. Uh, the, it's the, from a uh, fire pit, most of the wood is juniper, or what we call cedar. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's well burned, isn't it? I mean, it's burnt up, it's ashes. Yeah, it's dust. <laughs> uh, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, we used to, uh, talk about, uh, don't don't put a huge quantity in the garden because they're alkaline and our soil is alkaline. So uh, we would discourage that. But uh, I, I talked to some old timey gardeners and uh, they've been putting wood ashes on uh, in their garden. It's it it's mainly has potassium in it the third number on your fertilizer bag and uh, our soil is so alkaline now I, I don't think you can increase the alkalinity I, I'm I, still I, I never have done that uh, yeah I'm still lo- locked into the idea just find a corner of the yard and yeah. put them down there rather than in the garden but I, I, I think Jerry's probably right there the impact is minor Yeah, unless you were doing a a huge furnace or something full yeah. of ashes. And there's been some uh, studies, uh, especially with, uh, I think uh, they, uh, 
Dixondale Farms, the onion producer, uh, have noticed in the past that where they burn trees, you know, uh, burn brush pile, mm-hmm. that their onions were more cold hardy. They didn't freeze. And so they have uh, uh, re- rethought their uh, fertilizer application to add potassium. And, okay, question uh, number, number two. So, so, I have a yes, uh, common Bermuda, Bermuda lawn that hasn't gone dormant yet. And wondering, uh, it, it looks like it's got crabgrass, some clover, and dandelions. And what, type, uh, what can I spray on it this time of year to take care of that, if anything? You say it's a Bermuda grass lawn? Yes, common Bermuda. Uh, the uh, we I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but uh, now the time to spray uh, our, our herbicide to get the little winter weeds that are coming up. In other words, is that over the top? Yeah. Oh. oh uh, but not not ground up. We're talking about something with two four D, like uh, what's our what's our weed killer? Uh, Roundup? No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, remedy. So uh, some, he's talking. Weed. Ta- we'd, we'd be, be gone. gone. We'd be gone. Yeah, it's for for broadleaf weeds. Yeah, and that that take care of the dandelions and. Uh, I don't know about uh, some of the other stuff. Well, what do you, what, dandelions, and you had the. Uh, I suspect you've got. Uh, oh, they won't take care of rescue grass. No, and the one thing that's going well in my yard, uh, henbit and chickweed. Oh yeah, yeah. You got into that because that that works on that. Yeah, it works on henbit. Yeah, they yeah. Do. I'm not sure if it's Dallas grass or crabgrass, but that's pretty much straw-colored by now. And in well, the shady area, I have a whole bunch of horse herb. If I can channel my inner Manuel Flores. All right. There you go. Dallas. You know, you you probably don't have Dallas. The Dallas grass is kind of should be a die back from that cold weather. And crabgrass is a summer weed, too. So you probably got rescue grass. Mm. It looks like crabgrass, which is a winter grassy weed. My bluegrass is doing pretty good. Yeah, bluegrass is much finer than... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, thank you for your time. Did you you say... Wait a minute. Did you say uh, Manuel Flores liked uh, horse herb? Oh, no, I just remember his taxonomy. I think he called it Calyptocarpus vialis. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, that's a name. Well, he, I, I think we better stick with horse <laughs> I think so. It's more of our speed. All right, folks, thank you much. Thank Thanks. you for calling. Yeah, take good care. Luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. And, yeah, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I hear, his, hear that kind of a, if he's got all those weeds now in a Bermuda grass lawn already, it makes me think he didn't have a he didn't want water during the summer. Yeah, and he may. It's kind of in the same situation we are in terms of the sustainable winter lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the easiest. If you know if you're gonna if you're gonna maintain your Bermuda lawn, 
you need to, to water it all summer or it'll go into the winter with no defense mechanisms and then all those weeds grow ah. and so what we do is we just mow them down but we got a combination I, you know i've got poor soil yeah and also a lot of shade trees and, yeah. and so horse herb and uh depends on which part of my yard you're looking at horse herb or <laughs> rescue grass is kind of the dominant yeah. or even henbit and chickweed oil yeah uh, do you uh let's see Oh yeah, uh, during the during the uh, when we had a drought during the winter, and uh, we were debating whether or not to water the Bermuda grass lawn, and uh, we found I think we used the El Paso <laughs> recommendation, which was every thirty days, just to keep the root system moist. It's been pretty close to 30 days since we've had a rain right mm. yeah i don't know i mean a real rain yeah a real rain i can't remember when we had that get in the uh, mic trace probably probably that what was it an inch and a half we had a, yeah about 30 days ago if if uh, all this rain goes around us or we we don't get a, a significant rain it wouldn't wouldn't hurt to water the blue bonnets oh okay and wildflowers. Hey, uh, got Trace on the porch, but can, i got to take a quick break. I'm sorry you always get here right when we're... So can you hang on a minute? Yes. Okay. All right. He does that on purpose so he can I relax. Don't. All right, so don't go anywhere, Trace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 1130. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter from Millburgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Trace is on the porch with us. And uh, we'll find out what's going on and uh, find out, uh, get some clarity on stuff. But uh, how's it going, sir? It's great. We're already starting to fill back up again. Uh, yeah. So always when the Christmas tree vacates, uh, we have to to start bringing in things just to, uh, to prepare ourselves. We have to, we have to have a lot of stuff in here by the time first of March rolls around. Well, and the, with the Christmas trees gone, there's uh, lots of space that there, there's space, but we've already committed to filling it. Yeah. So, uh, it'll take us a little while, but, uh, we, we got our first load of shrubs in, uh, today. 
and uh, we're working on more for next week. The fruit trees are going to be rolling in real soon. Uh, shade trees. Uh, we've already got committed dates for for uh, a lot of those deliveries as well. I see you still got some red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue, blue bonnets. We do. Yeah, good. You, they thinned them out quite they, a bit. They have, but uh, they're still a good selection. Oh yeah, and the plants look good. So, what's your prediction? We've all been talking about whether it's going to rain or not. What do you think? Historically, it happens. Oh, why? It historically rains. Eventually, yes. Well, you didn't give me a date. Oh, today. Anything. Okay, so yes. You think it's going to? So it's thirty percent chance now. Isolated light rain, according to KSAT. According to weather.com, 50% chance of rain at 2 o'clock. Boom. Yep, that's, okay. that's my... Uh, Is that your prediction? Yes. Have you bought any hay? Is there anything? Have you washed your car? Anything to indicate that My it's wife going? washed her car yesterday. Ooh, it could rain. Now, the weather station says no rain. 10% is all, and there won't be any rain today. Well, KSAT says 30%. I believe KSAT. <laughs> well, I don't. I want to believe the one that's more, that's, yeah, more optimistic. More yeah. optimistic. Well, in the area too, as we look at the radar, looks like uh, Floresville is about to get some rain. A little rain uh, west of Pleasanton and Jordanton, and but mm, yeah, Jordanton. Jordanton. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get that right. You're going to get a lot of emails. I get yeah. I get burn it right at least in, in Mainer. But uh, the owner, have you ever uh, and leaky? You get it right? No, I get, it's it's leaky. Yeah, it's leaky. Okay, yeah. How about the little town just to the left of Austin? Have you ever been going out? Uh, Buda, Buda. Oh, Buda. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just checking. Yeah, yeah. So you so ever been out uh, giving presentations in the in the U.S. and and uh, somebody's talking about Bexar County, or uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I mean, it has to go by a couple times before I say, "What in the world?" Oh, in the <laughs> San Antonio, you know, Bear County. Yeah, yeah. When we first got here, we would see. I knew we were in Bear County, didn't know how to spell it, and we would see ads, and the ads would say, "Good only in Bexar County," and something. And I'd go. Why are they telling us about Bexar County? We're not in Bexar County. And then, yeah, someone ex- took me aside and gently explained it to me. Yeah, so I didn't feel so foolish. Well, anyway, okay, so we've got, uh, so trees are co- beginning to come in. And that's in the CPS shade tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, thing is still on here, right? It should be, yeah. Yeah, and this is a great time still uh, to plant shade trees. Uh, the selection's not too bad right now. It's not bad, but we again, we have uh, trees coming all through, uh, uh, I think starting the 6th, uh, our, our shade trees are going to start showing up. Uh-huh. Hey, guy, let's, um, Neil mentioned uh, that uh, sycamore leaves don't decompose quickly. Huh? What? That's kind of my con- contrary to my experience with yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, they, they get, they in my experience, they get all... They're big, but they get all crispy. Yeah. And then they shatter. Apart. Yeah. We've got to hit them with a lawnmower. Yeah. You hit them, and, uh, of course, the pecans, they dissolve pretty quickly. And uh, um, fir oaks. Yeah. Fir oaks are kind of in the same league as sycamore. But that surprised me a little bit that he was thinking, I guess maybe, maybe if it's uh, further north, or, of course, he doesn't. Know, he doesn't mention riding the mower over them very often. Though. Yeah, but do you have you had that experience, Trace, about the the sycamore? You think of them as 
I always think of them as I think disintegrating. Of them as, I don't. I think of them as slow because that's one of the trees that's uh, on my block that I end up with all of their really? leaves. Really? In fact, I saw the lady yesterday blowing everything into the street. No. Oh. So all I could think of was, okay, so in another week, that's my problem, or less. Is that really? She actually was blowing her leaves into the street? I, I didn't say that, but I saw it. Huh. <laughs> yes, I did say that. Yeah, yeah I think you yeah, might have said it. I might have. I had a, in Oklahoma City, I had a neighbor that uh, was fanatical and would blow his, yeah, but he'd also blow his portion of the street and everything, and then he'd give you the dirtiest look if you drove over the road. You know? Oh, okay. So there were a lot of people that just, just to not have to put up with him, they went around the lawn. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, my Lord. Um, let's see. So my, my leaves are still disappearing, Milton. It's yeah, a it's, a, it's a miracle. Jerry's one of those. He's at the top of the street. <laughs> well, we just can't explain it. Yeah, we don't know what happened to those. What leaves. kind of leaves are yours? Red oak. Red oak. They're probably in my yard. They could be. I think everything comes to your. Everything yard. Everything comes to my yard. <laughs> so David Rodriguez will be doing a seminar on uh, fruit trees. January 11th, which is not too far off. And that's tied in right with our fruit tree deliveries. Oh, good. So, uh, okay. Good selection now. Better selection in a couple of weeks. It's absolutely free. It's from 10 to 11.30. Uh, bring lots of questions. And then, yeah, and so you'll have a better. Yeah, we'll. We, uh, you still have a good selection. I'm not sure we'll, we'll be fully stocked, but we'll have uh, the bulk of it. Okay. So yeah, these, these are good to, to, to get you caught up on stuff. If you go to millburgernursery.com, too, you'll see... Uh, they can use their gift certificate they got for Christmas on the, oh, yeah. the new stuff as it comes in. You bet. Or they could come in as of the second and uh, bring their tree back. They get can. It. But you know what? If somebody really wanted to bring it back today... Oh, today you'd be okay with it? Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Oh, that. good. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to ask. All right, so there's uh, millburgernursery.com Christmas tree recycling coupon. And the coupon. Yeah, so they'll give you the coupon when you, yeah, you have to recycle your tree. Uh, (laughs) And get a coupon good for 20% off any regularly priced merchandise purchased by February 29th. So apparently we're in a leap year. Uh, Coupon good for one purchase. Oh, okay, so it's just the the one. If you plan your purchase. Now, now there are some people that bring us more than one tree. Oh, so they could use it. And when they do that, we give them a coupon for each tree. For each tree. Okay, cool. Well, and then it's kind of cool if they plan their purchase, too. If they uh, kind of have a big purchase, they know what they want in the spring, they know. And uh, they use take advantage of that twenty percent. They could be, they might have a gift certificate along with it too. So, uh, turf grass labor and delivery charges are excluded from this coupon. Uh, the twenty percent off the trees must be clear of all ornaments, lights, wires, and metal. Do they have yes. Do they have to please cut, print out and cut out the coupon on the no, website? No, they, no, just they, they don't need that. They don't need a receipt. They just need to bring the tree. Bring uh-huh. the tree undecorated, no stand. And uh, we'll give them a coupon. Okay, good. You so, got, a, got your own coupon. None, yes. of, none of the other retailers have come in there with their semi of all those trees they didn't sell, huh? And, no. and want to get their. But, uh, but you know what? I'd probably give them one just. Oh, city shopper. That's nice of you. All right. So let's see. We talked about that. Talked about the seminar. Uh, anything uh, coming in, or is it tomorrow's conversation? Uh, well, I won't. I can't answer that today because okay. I get those tomorrow. Well, then I guess we'll ask you too. Uh, what are folks? Are you getting folks coming in with questions? Uh, 
And do you, is there, because I know it's, 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 see, it's Christmas season. It's so things that people probably focus on different you things. Know, the, the, the pre-emergence have, have started asked, uh, oh. asking about like poa and some of those, uh, winter germinating things. And I can't say they missed the boat, but, uh, that's been a, a big question lately, is because uh, the Bermuda's already browned out, and the okay. Pocahontas. Yeah, they're only three months, be, three months behind on that. Uh, on pre-emergent, yeah. Or they're a month you ahead, know, whichever way you want to look. I'm getting, I'm getting some um, questions, Trace, and I was wondering if you do too with the uh, on the cyclamen. The cyclamen, you know, when it's. Uh, they're uh, one of the few that the root ball is is that heavy soil, and I always found that not all of them respond well. Like you put them in a container and you got that l- real light material, or you put them in a bed that's raised bed that's light material. Yeah. So so most of them the roots spread out, and that, and if you got drip irrigation or you water them on a regular basis, they're fine. But you always got a few. That for some reason they don't send roots out, and so they're real quick to the, wilt yeah. in the warm weather. And uh, but the, the the thing about that is, if you just give them a quick dose at the base, they're perked back up. You don't you don't want to wait. Right. You want to catch it early. Give them a little bit of water, let them perk right. back up, and then water them well. Yeah. After that, if you give them a whole bunch of water while they're wilted, my experience is they don't come back. Oh well, I haven't had I haven't had a problem because I don't I guess I don't give them a lot of water, but just at that base, you're just what just like you're doing with your uh, trees, yeah, yeah, or or the viburnums or yeah. anything. You're you're just getting that root ball wet, and they they respond pretty quickly for that. So and this has been an um, unbelievable year, I think, for the cyclamen. The, the uh, plants that I have, and I've, I've, other gardeners have told me this too, are just looking good and uh, been relatively easy to take care of. Yeah. So there's that. Any anything else that uh, folks are talking about? What about the sale? Christmas, oh. Christmas indoor decor and yard art, forty percent off. Uh, well, it was actually 50, and uh, I think it all, we, did it all find homes. What? A lot of it did. Uh, there's still a little bit of metal art okay. that's out, uh, but I think we're working on packing that away. Okay, well, look, and then fruit trees still on sale? Yep. Okay, 20%, 20% off. Yeah. Citrus, citrus trees, you yep. could just save your 20% right now. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you got a lot of citrus over there. I was. But well, we bought uh, it. as much as sold out uh, before Christmas. We, we brought a lot in for for fall, knowing that that they buy it for, oh, okay. for Christmas gifts. Good, good the, call. The only thing we're really low on is uh, Satsumas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got uh, there's some. I noticed there's some rocket snapdragons out there. Lots of wonderful pansies, all different colors, out there. I didn't see any stocks. We don't have any stocks right now. I think they're gone. Okay. Hey, uh, will you hang with us, too? Nancy's got a good question that we can help her with. She's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Nancy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine, but I'm a pathetic gardener. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. It's just too hard to get down the stairs from my my back door over there. It's not downstairs. It's just four or five. Anyway, I don't check it enough. But what my basic question is, is it too late to plant Swiss chard and spinach? No way. It's right on the money. Oh, good. Let's see. Have we got some spinach left over there? Yeah, there's yeah, some. some. 
They went and checked it just now for me because I drove out oh, good. once and didn't have it. I was really upset because it's a long way. Okay, second question is, uh, do I, my Meyer lemon, I finally got some after three years. Do, what kind of fertilizer do we use for this thing? In the pot or in the ground? It's in the ground. Well, you can use lawn fertilizer. Let me tell you, in a way, it's almost in a pot because we put it in the root of, of a of a big tree that fell. It had a okay. dip in it, you know, and he, we thought it would break through it, but I don't think it has because it hadn't gotten real big. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what do I do for fertilizer? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. That's okay. You interrupt us all you want. Well, <laughs> a real conservative thing would be to use, how big is the tree? Oh, it's about five or six, about five feet tall now. Okay, the, the, the roots are probably out there, but I was thinking, you know, you could be real conservative at Osmocote, but I think you, I think you're probably okay with, yeah, using slow release lawn fertilizer even. Cherry, oh, when uh, that's always in a February. key question, February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before it flushes, because okay. a lot I know a lot of them are showing kind of an off color a little bit from. Uh, yeah, from the winter. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, this one's still beautiful, although I noticed a couple of leaves are beginning to get lighter, like it's strange. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about that. Did you pick all your lemons? No, we have it in a cage and uh, because the deer will eat it. Um, and down at the bottom, I have about four or five. And so we're leaving those, you know, until it freezes because I can't use them all right now. Okay. I, I, did get to, I, get, I did get to pick about ten. That's good. Okay. That, they 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 get sweeter, and really? I know I haven't picked. They don't my, need it. Well, lemons don't need to be sweet, Jerry. <laughs> I haven't picked my uh, satsumas off of my trees yet. Yeah. So well, uh, does uh, how? What do you think about that unique taste of that uh, Meyer lemon? Do you like that? I love it. Yeah, me too. Good. Yeah, we love yeah, it. We one. Almost kind of eat them a little bit with some salt. You have to be careful because they'll sure the teeth start getting whatever. <laughs> You know, so, Nancy, did, did you call the nursery and they checked on the spinach, right? Is that what you said? You called yes. Mel Burgers? I did call can, Mel Burgers and they checked she call, on the spinach. Mm-hmm. Well, can she call back and have her have them put yeah, aside some for You want to call no, back and I just have... No, I didn't to have her put them aside because... I yeah, why don't you do that? If you got, if you got that long of a drive, uh, you probably should. Yeah, just do that and that way you'll know, like, if you know you can come tomorrow or Monday, you can just, they'll be waiting for you. How, how many do you want? Well, I want about six spinach and about six Swiss chard. At least six. I'm finding yeah, that's about six. the only thing I yeah. like to grow in the winter because we just eat those constantly and we love them. Yeah, call, call back Swiss and just... Swiss chard, I don't know. What oh, is. well, but it, just they'll put aside as many as they have. Well, maybe we'll confer, Maybe we'll make a quick look and confer with the staff up front. Well, they'll, they'll be able to pull it and put her name on it. Yeah, just, just give a call back. They'll pull what they have or they'll tell you how much they have. Okay. Whoops. Well, okay. I really Thanks, appreciate Nick. it. Okay. You bet. No. Thanks, Nancy. Well, you yes, ma'am. You said okay, that okay. I have to look for something on my cabbage, some kind of something bug or something. Well, cabbage looper would be out now. Okay. Cab- what is it? It's, it a, was, it's uh, a very large caterpillar. Well, it oh. starts little. And it gets big, huh? Yeah, it does. Parents, they sure can hide. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're on the bottom of the leaves. Okay. Well, and they... So uh, and they can okay. leave a just a skeleton there pretty quickly. Yeah. And you got the number, Nancy, 210-497-3760? Oh, let me walk into my 
I'm crippled okay. from walking the bus. I have 708-8867. Oh, that's y'all's number. Yeah, that's a 308-88. Yeah, so 210-497-3760. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet, Nance. Thanks. Thanks. You mm-hmm. take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Oh, got you a will. Question. I have lots of questions. Good, Bye. good. Call back. Right, you bye. take care. All right. Uh, can we ask your question on the air? Yeah, certainly. Okay, here you go. I'm going to give Trace the mic, and I'll back off. Okay. Hey, uh, hi, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, I've got two uh, persimmon trees, about five foot, that are in pots. We thought we were going to move, but we're not going to be moving for a while, so I wanted to plant them. One's a uh, chocolate and one's a tananashi. And I was wondering if it was okay to plant them now and, and if, if I should do it in any particular area, like next to a, a fence or a building or anything. For They don't need to be protected no. from cold. So no. okay. uh, I mean, as soon as you're ready to dig the hole, by all means, plant them. Okay. And the chocolate one is a great cross-pollinator for all the other ones. So Full sun, right? Full sun? Yes, full sun. Okay, full sun. And uh, the uh, one of them, I think it was the tannin... Uh, one of them got uh, persimmons on it this year, but they were small, and they didn't ripen, and then they just started falling off. Is that kind of maybe a – you think that may be because of the first year it had fruit or well, – Generally, the first year you get fruit production, you don't let it. You're supposed to pick it off. Okay. I mean, no, nobody does that, but that's that's the right thing. <laughs> okay. Was yours still in a container then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My assumption is it got dry in between, and then the plant aborted the fruit. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That chocolate is a smaller persimmon. It, okay. So right. maybe that was chocolate. Oh, sure. Yeah, very well could be. Yeah, we've had them about, I think we got them here uh, last year. Maybe oh. one year one year ago and one two years ago. So Okay, good. Good. Okay. All right. And then as far as digging in the hole, just get some dirt here to mix it. With no, the, no. Just dig it out, dig out the hole. Okay. Big enough to put the plant Put the ball in. in. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to add anything in because they're cap- perfectly capable of growing in our native soil. Okay. That's great. Makes my job easier. Okay. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. Good luck to you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Trace, anything else we need to mention before we go to break? Mm, I can't think of anything. All right. Well, you'll come up if you do. We don't have a plan to the weekend, I guess. Uh, I hadn't gotten much in. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll wait to the new year for the plan to the weekend. Yeah, I, think, I think so. Okay. All righty. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11. 
1130. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter for Mill Burgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Better? Yes, much better. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, it was simply, uh, well, we'll, we'll... He was testing my uh, hearing aid <laughs> yeah, capacity. Yeah. And uh, I failed. They they didn't. I did. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. I'm supposed to find out for, the, uh, uh, for some research... Uh, if you were going to grow citrus as a crop, so if you're going to have a citrus grove, where in the area would you have it? Would you have it in San Antonio, south of San Antonio, how far south? Why are you looking at me funny? <laughs> well, because cause they had a huge industry in the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. But. And they still do. Well, not like they used to. Yeah. Did anybody closer to San Antonio try to do? They, they used to, when I first came here, uh, they had a lot of satsumas at, in, uh, around the Carrizo Springs and Crystal okay. City area. Oh, okay. Well, they had your satsumas in Louisiana. But yeah. 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 No, this was for Texas. Plaquemine Parish. Yeah. Yeah. I know but, where that is. Uh the citrus uh, plants that are being are being produced around Orange, Texas, which is over by Beaumont. Yeah, right there on the Louisiana state line. Does anybody besides growing that, them for that, retail? Do they grow them for no? For nobody's food? grown them for retail that I know. Of. Oh, you mean then? I had to, I was working with a rancher down in uh, Ensenal. Yeah. Uh, to to grow some satsumas, uh, he, he he was one that uh, tried the apple thing. You know, yeah, I remember uh, y'all talked about tried that. the apple thing, and he, he they were the ones uh, that I after, after the cotton root rot had destroyed the root system, I could walk by and kick them out with my foot. Yeah. Which kind of upset them quite a bit. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so I had convinced them to switch over to satsumas. Yeah. Because uh, satsumas are not nearly as susceptible to cotton root rot as, uh, as mm. apple trees are. And uh, the Eads, there was the Eads, fa- Eads Ranch down in Ensenau. And uh, they grew well. They grew well. I don't know if they're still there or not. They each sold the ranch. They're hard to. I, I imagine they're hard to ship and. Yeah, and they have to be cut from the tree. Okay. And that leaves a little stem on there, satsumas, and uh, 
Uh, but uh, Ms. Eads was going to uh, promote them in Texas Monthly, and hmm. she was going big time with them because they liked them so much. Okay. So uh, you want a milder climate, uh, especially if you're going to fool with satsumas. Is that what they want to grow, satsumas? No, no, this is just... They were just oh, inter- all interested. Citrus? They just no, no, no. It's just yeah, any citrus. So Rio Grande, they were just curious about it. Well, they, what is the main thing down there in Orange? Is that still uh, grapefruit? Pink, pink grapefruit? Grapefruit? Yeah. Grapefruit. Yeah, they used to be so uh, really when they, big uh, industry. They got wiped out in '83 uh, and <laughs> again in '89, uh, I think it was. Yeah, and. Uh, like I, I always tell the story, they invited me down to give a humorous speech or talk to the Citrus Growers Association. After, after the freeze? After the freeze. Yeah. I said, listen, man, <laughs> I don't know if I could pull that off or not. Well, come to find out, it was after the second freeze. And uh, they had gotten insurance after the first freeze. Oh, that was smart. So they were they were smiling. Yeah, <laughs> some of them made millions of dollars with the insurance cover. But uh, one of the old timers there, uh, I was talking to him after the deal. I said, "Do you think you're going to replant uh, citrus Indian?" Yeah, and he said, "Absolutely." He said uh, Rio Grande Valley grows the best grapefruit in the world. Huh. Best tasting grapefruit in the world. And so uh, they they have replanted down there. And they uh, keep getting insurance. Yeah. <laughs> They're still insured, I imagine. Now, I, I was trying to think of, uh, of course, I don't go to the supermarket too often, but I was trying to think. seemed like in the old, few years back, you would always have... Uh, uh, Texas pink grapefruit. Right, right. I don't remember seeing. Uh, they switched over to the red, right? To the darker red. Uh-huh. So it is there available and promoted as a Texas grapefruit. Right, right. I, I don't think anybody's growing the, or uh, very few are growing the pink anymore. And then this, made, made Texas famous. Is anybody growing the sweet one like you had? Bloom Sweet, not commercial. I, no. Yeah, I was telling somebody about it that does canning for, they sell them. And they so they had marmalade, like a grapefruit marmalade, and they were just happy with the ruby red. They grew their own and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, have you tried this? And they were just. It's loaded with seed, they, part, part of it. Oh, the. Uh, the Bloom Sweet is. The Bloom Sweet? Oh, well, then that probably is great. But, but Bloom Sweet is, is it got more uh, cold tolerance, so that's why it's. Oh. You know, so there's it's, a plus it's a, there. Yeah, it passes for a good backyard uh, grapefruit tree here in San Antonio. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm seeing lots of grapefruit picking you know i think because they're still yellow and they're they're big yeah. and they're yellow yeah peeking up above the fence lines and, <laughs> on the streets you haven't been climbing that fence have you man i have not that's good no you're I'm, a good boy i respect respect <laughs> their, their their property rights and don't want to get shot and, and uh, they all have dogs yeah they probably do <laughs> or fierce cats do dogs eat grapefruit Ma- Ma- i know no. we talk about squirrels and stuff <laughs> most of the time if people got a big tree, yeah, they're more than glad for they you share. to have all the grapefruit you want. 
especially the stuff in the top of the tree. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Is how you how am I going to get that? You can get a ladder, okay. step ladder. Okay. Well, no, it's pretty high if it's above the fence ladder. <laughs> fence line, it's too high. No, you, lean on the on, you stand on the t- very top rung there, Milton. Okay, and then and and, ha- and have your wife get a picture. Once, yeah, before you fall. Yeah, yeah before, before, before fall. and after. Oh, okay, you want before and after? <laughs> I see. Okay. So uh, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, I, there there hadn't been a lot of interest in produce, uh, having a satsuma orchard. Okay. Commercial orchard. Near us. But everybody, yeah. everybody has some. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, I see a lot, like if I drive down to the Alta Vista area, like go to Chris Madrid's, you see lots of trees. That's set uh, between Blanco and San Pedro after Hildebrand. So going into downtown, you see a lot. You see a lot before that. So Orange with oranges on them? Yeah. Yeah, so apparently at one time, uh, they still are, I know, but they were really, really popular. Well, they may... They may be the old ones? They may be sour orange. Yeah, and they just don't want to get rid of the tree, because the tree's pretty. Which you, which you can make marmalade. Oh. But just, you add sugar to... Uh, but yeah, yeah. Lots they, of sugar. They, they're just not uh, edible like a, a satsuma. And how's the Kalamundin doing? Is it taking... It's it's still still going. Okay. And uh, the funny thing, see, the, the deal on that sour orange is it shows how people have always pla- uh, wanted to plant citrus in San Antonio. But uh, we have some of those hard freezes that yeah. takes the top off, the sign off. And then that sour orange rootstock comes up from the bottom and uh, uh, grows a big tree. It's and adapted. The sour orange rootstock is adapted to this Yeah, area. and it's really an attractive tree. And, yeah. Uh, wildlife likes it. Ever, evergreen and yeah. blooms in the spring. And the thorns. Thorns. Yeah, forever. Forever on the thorns. Forever on the they sour orange. Uh, no. <laughs> what? They don't go away? No. But anyway, like you say, it's a pretty uh, yeah, well, maybe garden tree. It could except, be with the Except when it drops the fruit. Oh, oh, that's what? true. Yeah, that, no. it's a mess. <laughs> it uh, drops a lot of fruit. Oh. And they, they, the first few years, the people say, "Well, it never gets ripe. It never gets ripe." Yeah. And then when it finally drops in early spring, <laughs> yeah, then you got a mess. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Our number two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got about a minute and a half. What do we? So did you eat, use any of my recipes during Christmas? I did not. No. We made uh, from uh, on plantanswer dot com. I left got the Christmas recipes on that. Right. And we made. Uh, uh, my granddaughter made uh, a lemon meringue pie Ooh. from the lemon meringue recipe. And uh, so that was real good. Nobody tried Billy's? Uh, I haven't heard of anybody. Uh, I'm sure Billy did. Yeah, Billy did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I've got uh, on com on topics of the month, I'm going to leave Christmas recipes on for... Oh, good. New Year's, and also uh, Billy and Karina McKenzie's pecan fudge pie recipe. Oh, good. Okay. That uh, that Billy came up with. All right. Well, and also a lot of uh, pecan recipes under the 
uh, pecan history and recipes and storage Good. section. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Uh, remember, what Jerry is talking about is on plantanswers.com, plantanswers.com. And you can go to millburgernursery.com to find out about the tree. I just saw a tree come back. Uh, so I uh, can find about Coming the Coming back? Yeah, it came back on its own. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Breaking news. Stimulating talk. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Service of Salem Media Group. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We've got some good calls today. Why don't you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866 866- Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Okay, now weather.gov is saying forty percent chance of showers today, forty percent chance of showers before seven o'clock. <laughs> let's see, do it. Can I do hourly on this? Well, I can do hourly. All right, let's see. Hourly for Bear County. Forget it, Beth. They don't know what's going to happen. All right. Uh, ooh, let's see. Uh, oh, that's the temperature. How about the. Uh, <laughs> Chance of rain. Come on now. Precipitation potential. Uh, looks like the highest potential is at 6 a.m. in the morning. What? <laughs> this is confusing. Uh, oh, that's relative humidity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't think I can be a meteorologist. I can't even read that. Um, I got a nice Christmas card from uh, Jack Hoover. Oh, that's cool. That's moved up, up north. And... Uh, and Calvin, he said his uh, his Crawford lettuce is doing well up there. Yeah, up there. Where is he? Up? What's where's up again? He's is it up Dallas? At, uh, up around a lake. Uh, no, uh, I keep forgetting the name of that lake up there. But it's in Texas, it's straight north of uh, of uh, Johnson City. Oh. Yeah, it's further it over to the west. Buchanan? Is it, no, it's not Buchanan. That's the big reservoir. Hmm, I don't know. But anyway, uh, he's got a, a little garden up there, uh-huh. and he's and he's saving us some seed in case we lose our seed. <laughs> so uh, we got him. You on should the, probably keep this secret. This a secret <laughs> uh, you know, emergency supply if necessary. Yeah. And it's not too late to plant Crawford lettuce. Uh, and uh, we got got some seed here for you. I, I assume they still mm-hmm. got free seed. We'll have to look. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And uh, all supplies you, left. You can also plant your uh, maroon poppies, Greg Grant's maroon poppies, if you haven't planted them. When Nancy comes in, she can get some her plants and then get some. Uh, there you go. Seed and uh, plant that too and enjoy that. Yeah, maroon. Uh, uh, Crawford lettuce lettuce is free here at Millburger. Yeah. Do you want to give us an update on your Crawford reseeding lettuce? Yeah. (laughs) Mine, uh, what Milton was talking about is I had trouble getting it to germinate. And, uh, of course, I had uh, remnants of uh, 12 years of supply there. And so (laughs) so I planted every bit of it. 
and <laughs> but I still I still had to bre- break down and get some of the uh, new seed, and it took a little longer than the three three to five days that uh, we predicted. Yeah. And uh, but now it's wall to wall Crawford lettuce. Not, not they haven't taken off yet, but they're oh yeah, they stay low. Yeah, they're all. You can you can obviously you can see they're obviously lettuce. Yeah. Um, what which which seed came up? You think? I think it was the new seed. The new seed? Yeah. And because I I did some remnant I did some plantings at other places with each of the the old branches. Seed. Yeah. And yeah. Nothing nothing has come up on those, seed, those I, seeds. We try to get uh, new Crawford lettuce seed every year. Uh, and uh, has it, have it cleaned uh, by Wild Seed Farms. They've got a machine that'll take all that fuzz off of there and leave you with the pure seed. And so uh, I think I, th- I mentioned uh, last week that uh, the uh, new owner of uh, Texas Gardener Magazine wrote me an email and wanted some uh, Crawford lettuce seed. And so I forwarded it on to David Rodriguez, who is the keeper of the Crawford lettuce seed. And uh, he's having somebody package it. You know, Jack Coover used to package all of our Crawford lettuce seeds. Yeah. Much to his wife's dismay. Because once he got the packaging, he'd stay up to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning packaging seed. He was he was intense. Yeah, that's that's what you needed. Yeah, yeah. And we used to uh, the problem. We used to do the same thing, but we'd stay at the tavern until uh. you know, that, that time at night. You know, Jack could have uh, maybe Jack could have done the seed work at the tavern. There yeah. you go. So, uh, is your poinsettia still alive? Yeah, it looks nice still. Now we moved it to a little more light. Good. So we'll have to, yeah, do we want to talk about, (laughs) now that the uh, season is over, what you can do to... Oh, there you go. (laughs) Who wrote that article? I don't know. And In today's uh, paper, uh, Calvin's got... Uh, an article, nice article, on, in my essay, section B, and got a real pretty picture of a poinsettia with a Christmas tree in the background on there. And it says, uh, keeping your holiday plants blooming. And uh, under the poinsettia picture, it's got the key to a long life for poinsettias. Is keeping the plants but moist. I don't think I wrote it there. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> keeping it moist. <laughs> yeah, keeping it moist. Did you write the script to that? The script, the the underline. The, the te- well, generally they take it from the, the subheadline. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Kevin talks about how to do that. How does what does he say? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Same thing that we one, we talk about uh, the ice cubes to day to day. Now, what I'm finding is that it's uh, I don't know if this weather or more soil or the quality of the plants. I've got a couple of of uh, poinsettia plants and and they're they're not drying out nearly as quickly as yeah. I remembered them in the past. My daughter is. Uh, 
my daughter's doing real well keeping her poinsettias alive and uh, I gave you guys and uh, she's got a couple of those small tree poinsettias which is new this year to the market and uh, we wanted to see how they how they worked and, and did and um, they're they're not solid red they uh, got yeah. spots on them yeah which I I was kind of upset with, about, but that's the only, only variety they had in that uh, small tree category. And uh, so uh, they're in larger pots, of course, and uh, probably easier to water and easier to hold water. Yeah, you're in that, the ice cube thing every other day. The yeah. Ice cube, a few ice cubes keeps them in good shape, and then do your weekly soaking yeah that's important is uh, Calvin Rice deal with the inconvenience of removing them from your display to water them every other day uh, uh, to water them every other day by using ice cubes as the in week watering mechanism but uh, you have to uh, Uh, let's see. Calvin says every day put seven or eight ice cubes in the container. They melt slowly and usually do not leak out the drain holes onto the floor or furniture. On Saturday or Sunday, give the plant a thorough soaking in the sink. Now that's that's very important to do that because uh, the ice cubes themselves won't sustain it. Uh, unless you put a lot of ice cubes in there. Uh, let's see. You said uh, put the ice cubes in every other day? That's been working for me. Okay. Yeah, in fact, I I question whether I even needed to do it every every other day. But you got to be careful. If you, the minute you stop doing that, yeah. then, you, then you'll get, get to this deficit situation, and then you... You could have a, maybe it's especially warm day or there's a lot of traffic. or so. so it's a good idea. Every day is what we've recommended in the past. Yeah. So even if you just use a few fewer ice cubes every day, that's great, too. Yeah. Uh, also remember the the picture in the paper shows a poinsettia with a pot cover on it, or uh, a, a, a decorative pot cover to make it pretty you remove that pot cover when you put them in the sink and uh, let them soak up oh yeah because uh, in the water yeah I always, I always uh well one of the issues with poinsettia is the you they do best when you get them in a, the nice a nice piece of furniture in the dining room yeah and if they're leaking yeah or dripping on the furniture <laughs> or the water so you got to be. It's, it is a uh, issue. You got to have a little calendar that reminds you of what what you got to do, because you, you can end up four months, five months of uh, enjoying the blooms if you're able to oh, keep, keep yeah. them moist. They. Uh, he talks about uh, give the plant a thorough soaking in the sink. Now the way you do that, you remove that pot cover. And just set the uh, set the pot 
It's got holes in the bottle. Right. And it just set it in standing water in how, the sink. How much standing water? Uh, Enough to like an inch? Yeah. Two inches? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Saucer works. Well, uh, oh, long as it long as can, uh, can soak up that water through those holes. Or you can drip drip the faucet and then put the... Mm. Or put the saucer under it and then have it catch it, too. The idea you're trying to soak that whole root ball. Yeah. The be- uh, and then, of course, you take it out of the water after you put it in the sink and let it soaked up for a little while. Uh, you take it out, put it on the, uh, on the cabinet or on the side of the sink and let it drain. Right. Before you put the pot cover back on. Oh, okay. And then you and then you put the pot cover back on. Okay. So anyway, that's that's the best way to keep them water. Now, I, I, my daughter, I think, is just use is using quite a bit of water every time she waters. Uh, the plants are big, and uh, she doesn't want to fool with moving them, which I can understand. I guess you could get a bucket or something. Oh, but then, you want to yeah. keep you want to keep the keep the take a bucket from plant to plant. Yeah, you could. Do you put fertilizer in the water? No, no, no. no you no. don't fertilize. Not okay. with not not with White uh, City. Phalaenopsis orchid. Uh, that that no yeah. that, that that's uh, one thing that we took us a while. Jerry did. Uh, had communicated with the folks doing the research on the Phalaenopsis. Yeah, years. in the valley. Yeah, and they. Westlake. And they were, you know, we were there worried about the water, and then they were pumping the fertilizer to them. Oh, yeah. it really made a big <laughs> difference on uh, the amount of blooms, and and so now we're recommending that, yeah, whenever it's convenient or every time you water, you could uh, use some soluble fertilizer. And you can collect it, yeah. even if you have a do. You, you, part of the same process, you mm-hmm. uh, move the Phalaenopsis orchid uh, under the hole under the sink and soak it once a week. There's yeah, a little titmouse there. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! And uh, and then you, if you use soluble fertilizer, it really makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, when we first started fooling with orchid, I was doing doing from working with a guy on the south side that had a, a green orchid greenhouse over there, and um, we do we do television with him, and he uh, he they were at that time they were recommending only grow them in fir bark, yeah, F I R bark, fir tree bark. And uh, they they didn't recommend fertilizing at all. And Doctor, uh, what was that guy's name in the valley, Milton? Doctor, who? Yang? Oh, you remember? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I think it was Yang, wasn't it? No, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Or young, or one of those things. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yes, uh, move on. He he, uh, he did the study, and he grew it in regular potting mix. Grew the orchids in regular potting mix, and he fertilized the hell out of them. 
And so, uh, and they, the pictures that you see on PlantAnswers.com with were, two were, feet of blooms yeah. hanging out <laughs> were were uh, taken in in the greenhouse down in Westlake, Texas. Now the key is it has to be well drained. It's easy to yeah. grow. It's easy to grow them in the bark. Yeah, you got to be a little more careful in the the soils. So. Yeah. Hey, we oh this way you water. Uh, can you hold your place? Okay. And we got to talk to Lloyd. Do we line. have to remember? Yeah, we'll try. We'll do our, okay. our best. Lloyd's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Lloyd. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, Hello. South Texas. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, I've got a couple of animals. I bought at and you know, when I first got them in a couple months ago, I guess. And uh, uh, I put them in a little clay pot, put some compost in there for soil. And uh, could they be, could they have foliage on them by now? There's some what green. They? Yeah, tell amaryllis. us again, because there's a little oh, amaryllis bulbs? Yes, amaryllis bulbs. And have they sprouted? Around two months, I guess, something like that. And I don't keep them real wet, but I, and maybe I don't keep them wet enough. But they look like they're, you know, they're starting to get some green foliage to start coming out of the bulb, but but they really don't have any green foliage on them yet. And I'm wondering if I'm not keeping them wet enough, or or no. that potting soil is no good, or they're just slow. No, if you do if you're doing anything, you're keeping them too wet. But uh, they should they should have sprouted by now. You, you got you got amaryllis bulbs, right? And, well, like I said, I look at the top of them and I can see some green, but it's okay. But it's not coming out. You know, it's not a half an inch long yet. That's weird. Yeah, usually they should be three feet tall. Yeah, by they now. turn loose and stand back. Huh? Yeah, where are they? Are they? In the sun we're in a, or in the We're in a greenhouse. Uh, they're getting, you know, they get in the sun. I have some uh, geraniums and some bougainvilleas in that greenhouse in that area, and uh, you know they look hot. How did you? How did you plant the bulb? Did you bury the bulb, or did you just put it right on top of the compost mix? Well, I put. I put the bulb down in the pot, then I put the compost around the pot, up and up till uh, just to the top of the bulb. Okay. I think you've covered it too deep. Uh, the, 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 you ba- you basically sit them right on top of the of the soil, and. Uh, uh, where the they're about halfway halfway up the bulb, the the mix is about halfway up the bulb. Oh, okay. If you can if you completely cover the bulb like that, uh, it has a tendency to rot. But uh, oh. I think it still should grow. It still should grow. But just make sure you're giving it plenty of sun. And if you're seeing green, the bulb is firm, I assume. Still firm. Uh, well, it's in a small, you know, it probably doesn't have a half an inch of compost on each side of it. 
You know, so okay, that's good. Fun. That's good. That's good. That'll I haven't work. Touched, I haven't pushed down, you know, on the on the bulb to see if it's okay. firm or not. Okay. Okay. I imagine if you got the green on the top, you're okay. Uh, all but I can think of, uh, all I can think of to do is just give it some more time. Okay. But, uh, let us let us know when. Uh, did you get three? How how many bulbs did you get, Amaryllis? Did you get two? The you red got two. Line. Yeah. How long did they sit around? Did they, or did you immediately plant them? No, they just sat around probably a week, ten days. Oh, that okay. shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Did uh, uh, did you get the same variety? Yeah. Are they different? Yes. Oh, you got yeah. the same variety. Okay. And both of them are doing the same thing, right? Right. Right. Okay. Well, uh, just give it some time is all I can think of to do. Should he ju- okay. juggle the, the soil situation at all? No. I think you're doing okay where you got them planted. And, yeah, the compost that I'm talking about, is is manure that you know is probably not a hundred percent composted. It's probably fifty percent composted. Okay, uh, that's good. Well, with an amaryllis bulb, that's not even yeah. A that, you really don't worry about uh, fertility with a bulb because yeah, like they'll grow in rocks, uh, stones, yeah. or marbles. Or... The only thing you oh, have okay. to worry about is keeping them too wet. Well, we're not too wet. I just. Uh, Okay. The soil's pretty dry. The compost's pretty dry around. Okay. Well, I hope they'll uh, uh, take off for you in a in a little while. Uh, give us a call when they start blooming. Yeah. Okay, and I'll call you. I'll check today and see if they're mushy or not. And, uh, no, and I hope they're not mushy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank um, you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. All right, well, with that, we're going to take a break and give you a chance to give us a call. Jerry's thinking they're part of the, the amaryllis bulbs are part of the compost pile. Oh. <laughs> 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free, and you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11.30. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter for Mill. Burgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. And 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And uh, we encourage you to give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let us see if we can help you out at 210-308-8867. So I interrupted you in the middle of Calvin's article about <laughs> the poinsettias. So. Yeah, we, we talked. He did a good write-up on poinsettias. And uh, also did a write-up, uh, did a, in, in, uh, mentioned Christmas cactus, uh, uh, that is a great holiday plant, and uh, talked about how to increase the pot size uh, of Christmas cactus that you got. And uh, he also talked about cyclamen uh, for containers or uh, cyclamen for spectacular blooming plant for containers or beds outside in deep shade through the winter. Uh, that's through the winter, especially for South Texas, South South and South Central Texas. And uh, they'll do the they'll. Uh, I don't know if they got any cyclamen left here. They they're on sale. Yeah, they got a, they've got at least one table full there. It looks oh, like. okay. Um, the the cyclamen because of the a little bit of the change in. Uh, the tree, the tree cover in my yard. Um, my cyclamen are uh, getting a little more sun than I normally would expect them to. Um, but they're with this kind of weather, they're putting up with it pretty well as yeah. long as long as I wa- watch the water situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. give them a little. If they they start to wilt at all, give them a little bit of extra water uh, at the base. That's the key at the at the base. So. Uh, but yeah, they're they're looking good outside, and of course inside they're they're uh, they've always been one of the be- the best indoor plants. Have, have you seen any? Uh, paper? You mentioned uh, paper whites too in this article, and uh, have you seen any blooming or that have naturalized? Oh yeah, mine. you know a lot of times they bloom around Christmas. Oh yeah, mine bloom. Mine were earlier. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Then uh, this this year it was kind of a strange year. They, um, I generally count on them to have foliage, um, foliage, and I talk about foliage in January. Yeah. Lush foliage, but this year they were in November. Okay. I, I guess that's he, early, really early. I guess that was that. Uh, Dry, yeah. It's just like a, stimulated. Uh, yeah, them. yeah. They just they, they didn't couldn't quite figure out if it was. So they they finished with their bloom. Now. That's right. Oh, now I'm not sure that all of them have around the place, but mine, uh, mine have. Uh, what we're, Jerry and I are talking about is that uh, one of the neat things about paper whites is that they're real e- easy to naturalize in your landscape. You kind of. Stick them in a corner, or you know, partial shade or sun. They'll come up every year. They're always one of the first plants we met. You know, when we talk about twelve months of color in San Antonio, they're one of the first plants we mentioned. Yeah, that's about re- it. They're reliable in January for blooms. Um, and then the uh, the other thing is that the deer won't eat them, and so you can. Plant them out in the the, the front, yeah, beside the fence or uh, 
or they look real nice so backed up by the shrub border or in the shrub border uh in front of her or, or kind of integrated with the lawn yeah the deer won't eat ours either uh, they don't seem to be no yeah. uh, uh, there's some beautiful plantings there one in particular there in hollywood park that the okay. uh, forest always uh, appleton always show it tells me that it's blooming and yeah. i go there and take pictures yeah irises are right among, right out there among the deer <laughs> They they're uh, make a nice ground cover too. You know they're kind of different. They're up sword like and uh, and uh, they're pretty reliable. The twelve months out of the year you got the that ground cover and then you get the bonus bonus of those blooms. Yeah, that are almost orchid like and uh, it's pretty real spectacular. Lots of different colors. You talk about uh, about uh, forcing paper whites. In other words. Uh, he says, uh, you get the bulbs, uh, keep the bulbs in water while they're blooming and decorating the house. And also stinking up the house. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mention that, Joe. No, I didn't. Uh, Jerry and I always debate about whether it's a, <laughs> if it's a smell or a fragrance. <laughs> or paper. I, I remember I, I, had, I had some uh, paper wipes in my lower beds. Uh, there, uh, over over there among the uh, horse herb, and uh, I used to just carry one flower, just take one flower in, and hide it, put it somewhere in there, and my uh, family could uh, tell that it was in the house. Yeah, well, <laughs> I used to do the same thing when I was doing acephate research oh, in, the, in our office when Jerry and I were in the same office. I swear those packages were sealed and and I'd hide them under the desk. Jerry always knew when You'd they find them, could he? Yeah, when the acephate had moved into the office. I was uh, looking at Calvin's uh, this week in the garden, Melvin, and right. uh, he he can't help. But uh, lay off of that uh, that vine that I think is so pretty that he doesn't like. He says, yeah, he says, it's a good time to prune back invasive vines. I never have heard, heard talk about pruning invasive vines. Shrubs and trees, because their leaves have fallen and the growth is limited. So you you like to prune back your invasive vines, then, Calvin? Well, I think I think it's <laughs> it's less overwhelming <laughs> when uh, uh, you sh- you can pull them out, right? Woo! I don't <laughs> not, not cat's claw. You can't pull it out by hand. Yeah. Well, well you you can pull at it, but Some you, of you, it. you get a break. But which? But the, this time of the year, what you can do is if you. Uh, like if you got it at the base of the trees, you cut the big stems. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. And then you, uh, and then you dab on your material if you if you yeah. want to. Uh, it's just an accomplishment to cut uh, cut off those those stems that are moving up into the trees. <laughs> I like the spray. It doesn't have thorns, does it? It's got little sticky thorns. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cat's claw. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think of them as a kind of a, 
a mild thorn when we have a sticky thing. Yeah. But they, they're, they're relatively sharp. And uh, uh, the, the product that you, after you make the cut, first make the cut, uh, get some of our uh, cut vine and stump killer available at uh, most local nurseries. And uh, it's called Cut Vine and Stump Killer, and uh, it can be still it can be applied even at this time of the year, even though the plant is dormant. Uh, when I go to Tennessee and try to get the the hackberries and all that stuff out of the flower beds, I cut them where I can reach them, and immediately put that uh, Cut Vine and Stump Killer on there. All you need is a, a little drop right on the on the recently cut surface, and that'll kill the plant to the ground. Uh, uh, kill, kill the, and I go back <laughs> in the in the summer, and uh, they're gone. the 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 stem is still dead there and dead. I've got some uh, hackberries and. Uh, uh, other trees that I need to kill that have gotten quite big. China berry, yeah, mulberry. <laughs> uh, they've gotten quite big, and uh, I always wonder. Augustum. Yeah, I always wonder if uh, if that our stump uh, cut vine and stump killer will work at this time of the year, but I know it does. So, but but you're foolish to cut make make a cut of a of a vine or a tree or whatever at this time of the year and not put that cut vine and stump killer liquid on there. It's always easier if you got if you uh, Jerry described the process with his son where where Jerry did the cutting and yeah. his son went and did the, uh, the application. Um, that that is so much easier than trying to, you know, cut, and then put <laughs> yeah. The I, I went to a presentation uh, for my pesticide license CEUs, and they were they they are saying that it just does not work for you to cut, you know, cut for a half an hour, then go back and try oh, to cut. Oh yeah, because it. it dries. Well, the sap dries. Well, they they. Uh, in the, the research, half of them get missed. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just, uh, it's me too. I mean, I go <laughs> three feet, and I swear I know exactly where those cuts are. Yeah. I go back and I, I, don't, I that's don't, true. don't find them all. So that that's good when you've got uh, two of you, because you do one task in a move so much. I think it's even more efficient than twice as fast. Yeah, you know? and my, uh, my son taught me that uh, all it needs is, is just a, th- a thin cut. I was always putting a drop on the cut surface. Well, the, the, at that and he, he was just rubbing it. He was just putting it on there lightly. Yeah, the pre- that presentation I was at, they were, they were saying uh, if you spread it, that that worked, but they they kind of re- relied on what you were doing too. Yeah. It's always a little more, more sure with the yeah with the with the drop at the distribution. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's an amazing product. Even if you get a, you know, you don't get it on perfect. 
It works. It works very well and uh, saves a lot of work uh, because the the specific hackberries that you prune don't come back. Now you'll get your a new share of them because they oh. receding, but uh, but it uh, makes it makes it so you don't have to cut the same ones over and over and over. Yeah, uh, of course Milton doesn't have that trouble. He hasn't got anything that uh, just that lives and then invades. <laughs> You know, that's changed, Milton, no, in the have, last few I, years. I have Ligustrum that's fallen out of favor. Oh. Yeah. So You need to kill it? You going to kill it? Well, we were going to cut it and then use the cut vine and stuff. Yeah. yeah, immediately. Okay. After you cut it. Okay. Is it a tree? Is it a, yeah, they're tall. They were a screen. Okay. And now they've fallen out of favor a little bit. <laughs> now that... Uh, well, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Well, that, also, brush pickup is coming. Oh, okay. That's that, that, that works. The Ligustrum in my neighborhood will get uh, tree size, 30 and 40 feet. I've, yeah. I've had to have uh, arborists take a, a tree expert. Wow. Because they're so so big. Oh. And they're, you know. I'm trying to figure. These are probably about maybe 10, 12 feet. Well, yeah, they'll get three times that tall. Okay. So it's a good idea to keep them under control. The the other thing, though, is that they're a wonderful uh, for wildlife food, cedar waxwings, but you have to know, <laughs> compromise. If they you have, spread it. Yeah, if you have one one or two. Uh, I like it the way it is at our neighborhood. we got a few all through the neighborhood so that the birds come back, the cedar waxwing, waxwings come back every year and... Uh, but you don't want 15 of them in your in your own yard. <laughs> have you got a chainsaw, Milton? No, we probably, handsaw. We have a handsaw. Wow. Do we want to use a handsaw for, or just for wood? For just get the chainsaw. Is, is it is it for wood? Uh, the saw. Oh, the yeah, handsaw. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pruning saw. Okay. They're relatively easy to are they cut? Other than they got the kind of the weight concentrated um it's hard to figure which way they're going to fall yeah right because oh. most trees you can kind of look at them and you see where the pro the most of the branches are leaning so you can tell which way but a ligustrum is almost uh, straight up so you got to be a little bit careful on that regard. would you since it's nice and tall one idea that comes to mind is instead of just cutting it at the bottom and then seeing it cut it in half and then cut it in half again especially work yeah cut especially for a 12 footer work okay all right i'll practice that there you i'll go. tell you how it goes tomorrow <laughs> uh, also the people are are looking around and seeing some of their shrubs dying or mm-hmm. losing their leaves uh, Neil Spear got a question. Indian hawthorn in our landscape have died out gradually. What can we replant in their place? We would prefer something that grows uh, to no more than three feet tall without pruning. When should we plant them? And Neil answers that it's uh, Endosporum fundal leaf spot. Uh, that, that that's all over the place now, and especially if the plants are in the shade. If they uh, they they really get that, uh, they really defoliate and die. On, that's the same that? same thing that our uh, 
Red tip. Red tip for Dania. So that's the same disease that has wrecked its sister plant, red tip for tenuous. Unfortunately, we have no fungicide that will control it. Uh, so what you're contemplating is the best solution. And uh, Neil and, and we recommend replacing with hollies. Uh, the holly will grow in sun or shade. And uh, you can get the dwarf uh, Yopon or Burford and... Uh, and it'll stay, stay uh, small. Neil made an interesting point, too. Uh, you know, as much as we, most horticulturists love uh, hollies, they, they, don't, they don't give you a real signal when they're as obvious as a lot of other plants do when they're... When they're dry? When they're, when they're dry, yeah. You kind of, they look perfect, and then suddenly yeah. they're starting to drop leaves, so... They start dropping leaves, and the leaves look like they have a, a fungus on them. I know when I, I went through that experience with my uh, uh, dwarf yopon hollies. No, they're Burford, they're Burford hollies in, in the front. Uh, I planted them in a very shallow soil, or no soil, mm-hmm. a very shallow rock, I should say, <laughs> uh, that took me two and a half hours with a rock bar to dig each hole for a gallon container hole. And so I put them in there, and they sick look. Yeah. And I had uh, uh, Gerald Johnson, the plant pathologist at that time, overlook at them, and, and, and he said there's no disease on them. And I come to find out it was water. And so uh, from that experience, we, we tell people that there's no insect or disease that will bother holly. But if your holly's dying, you let it dry out, especially if it's a newly planted holly. So uh, hollies are, are our shrub of choice in this area, in our alkaline soil. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> he talked about his neighbors. <laughs> uh, neighbor. Oh, let's see. <laughs> well, hang on a second. Let's take a quick break. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, your calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So 
For instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11.30. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter for Millburgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at MillburgerNursery.com. To Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I don't think we're going to get the rain that they promised at two o'clock. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I think uh, my forecast maybe. Uh, <laughs> what is yours? Yours is 10 percent still. And, yeah, no, with no expectation that we'll get rainfall. Mm. You know what? Uh, we haven't talked a lot about alyssum, um, but I, we've got a bunch of it pa- planted on our patio. Well, that's, that's, that's a nice that, fragrance. That wide one? Yeah, very nice uh, fragrance there, too. And even the, the the purple one is kind of a subtle color. Yeah. That's a very attractive plant. They're fragrant, too. Yeah. Big time. And it's good butterfly plant for the wintertime, too. So, These uh, these uh, <laughs> uh, tropical milkweeds are blooming their brains out of here in front yeah. of us. Yeah, that's one of the issues with them because uh, uh, naturalists are a little worried that they'll encourage uh, monarchs to go slow heading down to the... Oh, my God. So... <laughs> they, 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 People need to worry about uh, other things. They've dispelled that idea on hummingbird. But the, the the point I always make that makes me question why that's an issue is well they're ta- they're talking about organisms too that you know the fact that it's stays yeah that there's there's organisms that are a problem in the monarch that they get in the system, but. Of course, which which plant, which milkweed do you think is grows down there with the uh, in Mexico? The tropical. Uh, the tropical, yeah. <laughs> so, so if that that's an issue down here, why isn't an issue down there too? Yeah. So, but uh, but that uh, it's worthwhile research. There's a lot of good research going on on uh, on monarchs. A lot of initiatives and. Uh, a lot of gardeners are getting involved. You know, our universities, our city of San Antonio is involved. Uh, so it's, this is one of the opportunities to uh, Milberger Certified Butterfly Garden. You can mm-hmm. you can have uh, the right varieties in a combination. You'll see you'll see the butterflies. You'll see monarchs show up, and you'll see them lay eggs in the spring and. Uh, Use your plants that you've planted, and it really uh, is an opportunity to make a difference. And it's a feel-good moment. Yeah, and plus it's a uh, nice-looking, uh, you've, you've shown in the Certified Butterfly Garden here that you can have a, a pleasant-looking planting, too, plus get the job done for the, the butterflies. 
So Trace I, is up I on the porch a, I with got, us. I got a question for Trace. Oh, poor Trace. <laughs> yeah, those are words to live in fear from. Yeah, if they only knew that I rolled my eyes every time. <laughs> yeah. What would be the best way of eliminating grub worms from uh, St. Augustine Lawn without harming the armadillos that are feeding on them, Trace? You probably wanted to recommend one of those toxic pesticides. Yes, I do. But what will it do for the armadillos? Uh, it's, it's, you, you've got to feel sympathy well, for the armadillos. So my answer is you treat for the the uh, grubs early, when they're right after they're hatched. Oh, and then you never get to the stage where the armadillos are going to feed on them. Oh, he answered you. Good job, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> but to answer your question, oh, beneficial no. nematodes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would work. Well, not necessarily. It would work. Yeah. <laughs> it's something to, it's a, uh, it's a strategy to take, and a, but that's a challenging strategy to get it to work with yeah. the way you want it to work. Neil answered that I would, cho- I would start with a humane trap. Uh, or Jack Russell Terrors. <laughs> That's or, may not be humane. Or shoot them at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think you're Does putting. He say that. I don't think. Yeah, you, I don't think he's, he's, No, he doesn't he's say. He's he's I just read straight off this book. Yeah, he may be embellishing it just a little bit. Uh-huh. They uh, they can be more damaging than the than the grub worms, the armadillos. Oh. Uh, and can, also, they can if you smell it, them in the ground and yeah. some outrageous distance, like twelve inches or really? something yeah. in the ground, that they can if you, wow. Wow. And if you use that, if you use that uh, toxic pesticide to kill the grubs, you might damage the meat. You'd be afraid to eat the meat of the armadillo. So Trace is up on the porch. <laughs> so my first answer is what I'm sticking with. Okay, yeah, okay. that sounds pretty good. Kill them before they do any damage to the grass. Kill them before the armadillos can uh, wants to eat them, uh, and not have any of the problems. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. That's a good uh, answer, Trace. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that to kill grubs uh, is uh, translated into a problem for the. The armadillo, uh, armadillo meat either. So. Wouldn't you be afraid it'd be get in the meat? No, I'm not afraid that it would be getting. Oh, okay. I mean, this is kind of a, a an uh, ineffective conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got about two minutes left, and I know Trace came up here for a reason. Yeah. Were you just visiting with us, or are you just kind of? Uh, I just uh, wanted to reflect on this. This is a very somber day. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so uh, Charles is yeah. uh, has retired, and. Uh, He's going to be uh, touring the the world. Well, that's exciting, uh, but yeah, it's we'll still miss we're, him. We're going to miss him here. Yeah, and, uh, and he was a great mentor. Oh, and, uh, cool! So I, I'm nice. sure he's still listening too. So oh I, dear, I you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Look at text. I'm still listening. Yes, <laughs> I can say oh. I can say something to get him to call in. No, no, no. Let's no, not do that. Okay. <laughs> he, can, he can he can listen. You know, with the uh, with the app, he can listen all over the United States yeah, and there you go. different countries. Oh dear. You know what he'll yeah, do? Yeah, we'll miss working with Charles. I enjoy. He'll that probably idea. send us postcards to. That'd be cool. Tell us what a good time he's having in Spain and in Italy and yeah. wherever he has gone. How how long was he in the nursery business? He started with wolves, didn't he, in Houston? No, actually, he uh, started with his family. They had a growing operation uh, near New York, I think. Okay. And okay. Uh, so he was very he was uh, very young when he was put to work in the greenhouse. Yeah, and he did. Uh, 
did uh, work for Wolf for Oh, yes, a he did. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a little somber, though. We'll miss Charles. If you're listening, Charles, we'll miss you. If you're not <laughs> listening, we've already missed you. So, uh, all right, listen, we got about 30 seconds left. Trace, uh, I've already seen people yeah. leaving with trees. I see your yeah. staff got the call from our listener. Yeah. She raised it to 12 spinaches and 12... Uh, uh, Swiss, Swiss chart. We'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to uh, Barry back in the station doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. On behalf of the docs, I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you tomorrow at Mill Burgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer.